you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show. I had to go along there so I could get the audience uh, pressing the button to tell them to clap and everything. And as always, we do the Chris Voss Show uh, in front of no audience, uh, other than the wonderful guests we have on the show as well. Um, but the other, the rest of the audience is pretty much the seven other uh, personalities that are in my head. Um, so there's that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, once again, another joke that sounded good in my head and died uh so there you go uh as always folks we have the most amazing authors we have a returning author uh and she's done a, a plethora of really cool books not just a bunch of books a plethora of really good books many of you're gonna have to google what that means and i don't know what it means either in the definition but plethora just sound like the most appropriate word she's done uh, multiple books including those of a star wars trilogy for lucasfilm uh sports autobiographies etc cetera, etc cetera. so we're gonna get to her in a second she's a returning guest on the show but as always we have to use this point of the show to guilt shame and uh, cajole you into going and give us five star reviews on itunes because then you'll receive the fullness of my love it's like a it's like a god uh, human relationship where if you really want god's love to shine on you you must go did i just do like a narcissistic god thing <laughs> wow that's fucking weird i'll talk to my psychologist about that on friday uh so anyway give us five star reviews over there go to goodreads.com for just chris foss linkedin.com for just chris foss youtube.com for just chris foss and we're uh, now killing it on tiktok or trying to uh chris foss one in the chris foss show podcast she is the author of the amazing new book that's just barely come out august 15th the book of silver linings nan fisher joins us again on the show she was on last year so be sure to check out that episode and her other book as well uh plug 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 uh so we're gonna be talking about her amazing book what went into it and uh why you should order it now and buy like five copies because you know what christmas is coming up it'll make a great gift we'll find out for her if it's a great gift nan fisher is the author of some of it was real and the book of silver linings i believe some of it was real is an autobiography of my life isn't it some it was real, some it was uh, highly imagined, and the rest of the time I was drunk or high. I'm not sure what that means either. Uh, she's the author of young adult novels, When Elephants Fly. That's also an autobiography of my life. Uh, and the speed of this too much vodka. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, uh, man. I'm butchering all your titles. Uh, the Speed of Falling Objects, under the name Nancy Richardson Fisher. A Star Wars trilogy for Lucasfilm and six sport biographies, autobiographies, ranging from, uh, I'm going to butcher that name, Monica Sellis to a Apollo, Anton Ono, and Correct. Julie Crone. Did I get those names right? You did. I skipped one. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so welcome to the show, Nan. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me back. And thanks for coming. Uh, congratulations on the another new book that's uh, killing it. Uh, give us your .com so people can find you on the interwebs. Sure. At nanfisherauthor.com. And you can find me on Instagram at nanfisherauthor. There you go. So you've written a lot of great books. What motivated you want to write this one? 
Well, I've always wanted to tell a little bit of a ghost story, a story with hints of reincarnation. The first thing that motivated me, though, was my husband, when he proposed, gave me an antique engagement ring. And I've oh. always wondered about the women who wore that ring before me and what their lives were like. Um, so that was kind of the first seed that started the idea of writing this story. I've also always been a people pleaser in my life. So I wanted to write a story for people like me who maybe aren't paying attention to their own wants and needs and kind of trying to figure out a way to motivate them to think of themselves a little more so that they can find their own version of their happily ever after. There you go. So why did you title it the book of silver linings? Well, for me in my life, finding and being a silver lining is hugely important. I mm. think um, being a silver lining is even more important than finding the silver linings in your life. I think it's important to reframe always in your life and try and figure out what's positive about a situation. But I found that being a silver lining in life gives you way more than you give to other people. So it's a thread that runs through the whole story um, mm -hmm. about finding and being silver linings in life. And there's the other thing that really motivated me to write this story is my love of animals and, and my support of animal rescue. Oh, and wow. I think animal rescue, there's no better way to be a silver lining than to help find animals who need you and give them a second chance. There you go. Uh, you know, I've been referred to as a lead linings person, but uh, that's a different story. Uh, so I love the, the positive attitude of being someone who finds a silver lining. Things. <laughs> it's not always easy. That's yeah. for sure. And I yeah. know for my character, Constance, in this story, she has a very difficult past in childhood. And those are things she needs to overcome. And giving to other people is one of the ways that she ultimately finds her raison d'etre and passion and discovers true love. There you go. I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those things where if you have gratitude and you give to other people, uh, it sometimes pays better than just having hate and anger, which is my issues. I'm seeing my psychiatrist on Friday. About. <laughs> That's the callback joke. The well, show. maybe the book of silver linings will motivate. I you. need it. Yeah. I need to read your insights and, and learn <laughs> clearly. Uh, in fact, before I was called the, uh, lead linings person, I was called the asbestos, uh, popcorn ceiling, uh, person, but they had that removed. Well, anyway. then you need the book of silver linings i don't know where where we're doing meningitis or meningitis jokes or whatever whatever those commercials <laughs> are you see the attorney on cnn all the time so let's get into the deets it sounds like this is kind of close to what happened with you and your now husband i guess so you're planning a wedding and you're trying to figure out where this antique engagement ring comes from well so the basic premise of the book of silver linings is that constance is a people pleaser and an animal rescue volunteer and her boyfriend proposes and she says yes even though she's quite uncertain whether he's the right fit which uh -oh. wasn't wasn't my case um i was sure but she's very uncertain because her fiance is he's kind but he's very secretive and he doesn't love animals and so mm. He gives her an antique engagement ring and to distract herself, she starts researching that ring and discovers that it's tied to a book of letters that was written mm. by James, a World War I ambulance driver about the war, but also about his love affair with this woman named Anna. And she recognizes a kindred spirit in James. So she writes this long dead man a letter confessing her fears. And she's shocked days later when she goes to read more letters that his ghost has written her back. What? 
yeah, so Whoa, the question is... I just got is, chills. I just got well, chills. Thank you. Well, the question is whether this impossible love affair will derail her life or whether it will help her find her voice, save the animal shelter where she works that's under threat, and also discover her true love in life. There you go. My... my I'm literally having that hand that uh, hair stand on end experience. Oh, oh, good. Like it just got me. I was like, you got me on that one. Yeah. It's a ghost story. It's a story within a story, and and you kind of go along on her journey toward finding herself. And because I found in life that until you know your passion or until you know who you are, it's really impossible to have a successful relationship with anyone. So that's true. That's, that's why really I'm seeing my psychiatrist on Friday. Oh, good. This yeah, this is good. <laughs> call back trick of the show. Um, so this is really interesting, and it sounds like a lot of is it is it a fun? Is it a mystery? Is it uh, is it spooky? It's uh, it's spooky. It's a mystery. It's heartfelt. Um, it's really a journey of one woman to to find out who she is mm -hmm. by using. By this relationship with James's ghost, by reading about James's love affair with a nurse named Anna, she comes to recognize what she truly wants in life. But there's always, a, everything I write, there's always a bit of a mystery. And hopefully every chapter you read makes you want to read the next chapter. There you go. It's billed as a feel-good book, preparing to fall in love with mystical realism, realism and romance magical etc cetera, etc cetera, from some of your viewers that's good uh as i'm looking at products related this item that other people bought including your book it's uh, a whole lot of guys with their chests uh evidently <laughs> bare chested yeah i don't know what's happening with the the feed <laughs> because it's not like that at all but i think if you're a fan of colleen oakley or ashley poston uh -huh. um then stories with a bit of magic in them um sure. then it's the right kind of book for you there you go. Uh, so uh, it, it sounds like a lot of interesting fun. Hey, so did you think about, you know, I'm sure this doesn't have in the book, and of course you can't tell us what happens in the middle of the, and the ending, but is there any chance that maybe she falls in love with the ghost and breaks up with the guy? There is definitely a chance. I what? don't want to ruin things. There's also a chance that maybe things aren't exactly what she imagines. Oh. Um, but there is a version of Happily Ever After. I find... The stories that I write, I never want to wrap things up super neatly with a bow. I, I'm much, even though I like magical realism and ghosts and mysteries and, and bits of reincarnation, I still want to write a story that actually could in some way happen with an ending that is a bit more realistic. But mm -hmm. so far, people have been really happy with the ending. And, and some people have had concerns that they're afraid to read it because maybe there's animal cruelty. And I can tell you, no animals have been hurt in the story, and the animals do have a happily ever after. There you go. And it is a work of fiction, people. Come on. Uh, yeah. But no, uh, you're an animal lover. Uh, so <laughs> I was just setting up a premise for a joke there, and it went, it went, uh, <laughs> it went, it went into the book. I didn't know. Uh, but uh, you know, I was going to say most of my most of my exes in my relationships think of me as a ghost because they're just glad I'm gone. Oh well, that I I hope that's not true. It's true. This is another reason I'm seeing the psychiatrist on Friday. Okay. <laughs> every every show's got callback jokes, so you know we just find one and run with it. So there you go. Right. Uh, but I think everyone after 15 years and two or three episodes a day, five to ten a week. How much? Five to fifteen a week. Ten to fifteen a week. I can't even tell anymore. I can't feel my legs. What do you people want from me already? We, <laughs> go watch the shows. Um, 
you know, uh, I need all the help I can get. I think that's where I was going with that. Uh, so, uh, you know, how, how much is departure from some of the other things you've written? Uh, and what was it like to write the Star Wars series? I mean, that had to be a lot of fun for Lucasfilm. Well, it's a big departure from that. Um, Luke, that Lucasfilm um, job was was super fun. I mean, I, I remember watching the first Star Wars movie. I absolutely loved it. And the reason I got that job was actually because a friend was visiting. I was working for the University of California, San Francisco as a grant writer at that point. I was 22. Um, I was super bored with my job, unsure what I was going to do with writing. And my friend was friends with someone at Lucasfilm. I went to pick up backstage passes for a Grateful Dead show because Lucasfilm did Dark Horse Comics and they were affiliated with Grateful Dead. I met a woman who worked at Lucasfilm and I offered to write on spec. So I offered to write for free. If she wow. had any ideas, I would write a chapter or two. And mm -hmm. after a year of doing that, I was hired to write a trilogy, a middle grade trilogy for them. And it was a, mm -hmm. a dream come true. I mean, the universe, Star Wars, is it's so impactful in my life. Mm -hmm. George Lucas is the only celebrity I've ever met where I've completely lost my words and was just said like two or three things to him. But, yeah. um, but yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. It, it's, it also made me realize I wanted to write fiction because up until then I had written, I think one sport autobiography, Bella Caroli, the uh, Romanian gymnastic coach. I had, that was the first sport book I'd written. And I think I got that job at like 21 or 22. And um, I realized after doing the Star Wars books that fiction is what I wanted to write. And it took me a little while to make the leap to writing my own fiction. But that was the first start of realizing there I could go. do it. And it's such a great series. Uh, in fact, yesterday, I, I have some ideas for books if you uh, ever want to contribute to, I guess it's Disney technically now, but this is from hard-drive.net, so I don't want to, I want to give credibility to this uh, joke, but uh, I just posted this 12 hours ago on my Facebook, and uh, I guess it's a play on Disney's trying to come up with new stuff to serve the audience, and uh, I think the new C, the, the returning CEO who's a great guy has commented that maybe they should calm down a little uh, <laughs> with Marvel and what they're doing with Disney and maybe not try to come out. So many movies anyway, so hard dash drive.net put out a, uh, like an onion sort of feature story that says Disney plus announces new show about Luke's hand that got cut uh. off. <laughs> so his hands. Came That's out. great. That's great. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And I, I was like, I was like, you know, they should do a show giving uh, the death star its own, narration where it's it's a, its own star and i don't know it does whatever i mean we should they've blown up the death star like what is it like 99 percent of the movies <laughs> right. the in, I, i'm always like these days i'm like are we blowing up the death star again like why is there anything new um and uh and so we should probably start seeing a movie featuring the death star from its from its perspective right come on you guys stop we've victimized this <laughs> poor building for so bloody long in space and it has feelings too i think i don't know maybe some that's people funny say it does um so you know maybe we should see what it's like being the death star and people are always trying to blow it up and crap and you're just like hey man i'm just trying to float in space and get along with people man i don't have control over these evil people that are inside of it so you know that'll he be coming a out. voice for sure. Yeah, that'll be coming out with Mandalorian 11 and uh, 
and uh, there you go. Anyway, enough making fun of Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> so this should be an exciting book for you to go out. Are you doing the big book tour and stuff? Are people touring now after COVID's dead? Or I heard some people are touring. I'm mostly doing podcasts and and Zoom things, stuff like that, where I can reach the most amount of people yeah. with a guaranteed audience. Yeah, and it makes great for Google search and stuff and and stuff. I, you know, I I always wondered about. I mean, bookstores are nice. I don't want to dump on bookstores because they're very necessary and support your local independent bookstore. I support mine. Um, and uh, but you know, I always wondered sometimes about the smaller. And I'd see somebody sitting in a room with like twenty people, and I'm like, you traveled there and spent four hours in an airplane to go talk to twenty people. But I don't know, man. It's whatever. Well, I think part of it is that writing is so solitary. So any opportunity that you get to actually be live with people or face to face with people, mm -hmm. I think authors like to take that opportunity because it, it feeds our soul. <laughs> you know, you write a book for so long and you're just sitting alone in your room for a year um, yeah. during the process. So, and especially now, because now with COVID, you don't, you don't fly to see your publisher as much or your editor or anything. You just talk to them on the phone. So face-to-face -face is really wonderful. Plus you're meeting with your fans. So that's, that's probably a lot funner. You meet people who really care exactly. about you know, exactly. your fan base. So there you go. I'll fly anywhere for, to meet 20, 20 of my fans, as long as your people bathe beforehand. Cause <laughs> that's important. I see what it's yes. like. They run up at me screaming the Christmas show. And it's like, uh, I have body armor on, get away from me. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, but yeah, this should be a lot of fun. People can read about the book. It sounds like a great adventure. Uh, anything more we want to tease on it before we go? Well, I wanted to ask you, how, do you believe in ghosts? Have you ever had any experiences? Uh, I don't know. When I was young, I probably had some things, but I don't, I don't believe in ghosts. I've had some spooky. We used to go sometimes on Halloween and go tour cemeteries and, silly stuff like that when we're young but no not at this age 55 i'm jaded and bitter and and uh have no imagination left so what about reincarnation no i don't believe in reincarnation i'm a, I'm a hardcore atheist but i mean if other people do then that's cool yeah. i like the idea of it you know i don't know what i believe in ghosts reincarnation psychics but my husband one of the other inspirations for the book of silver lining there's a photo of his grandfather with Franklin Roosevelt at the Naval Academy. They're standing side by side really? in 1941. And his grandfather was an officer in the Navy. And when I saw the picture, it's my husband. Exactly. Wow. I mean, oh, wow. it's my husband in a uniform, basically. And that was one of the other inspirations for the story. It was just, it kind of blew me away. And it was, it was just a kind of a cool little seed and something that this, the book of silver linings isn't about reincarnation, but there is a thread woven through that. If you do believe in reincarnation, it gives you something to think about. Oh, there you go. Who's that one Hollywood gal who loves reincarnation? She's a red hair. She's been around for a million years. Oh, uh, Melanie, <clears throat> not Melanie Grit. No, the woman who is in that Jack Nicholson movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah, I, yeah I know who you mean. She's got to be. Yeah. In her late but she's late really late big in reincarnation. Like that's her thing. Right. Right. So. Hey, you know, I'd, I mean, I'd flavors. love to believe in reincarnation, right? I think we all would. Who want? Who doesn't want to? I don't know. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this again. I want to do something else. Like, well, you'd uh, be someone else, so you'd have another chance. Uh, I, what are you saying? I blew this one. That's well, I don't talking. know. That's what I'm talking to psychiatrists <laughs> about on Friday. Right, you're kind of leading me to believe you <laughs> might have wanted to take some different steps in life. <sighs> I don't know. I, 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 w I do wish if I could go back, like I talked to my young nephew who's about 23 
and you know i'll hear him complain about something he's like dude most of us at my age would trade lies with you in a heartbeat especially if we could if we could transpose everything we've learned at this point and have it oh my god i would be a destroyer world right um, that's what we always say like if we could just go back to our 20s but know everything that we know now wouldn't that be fantastic yeah there's what's that old saying youth is wasted on the young it it um, becomes more and more true every year yeah like the the appropriate thing should of life should have been you start at old and then you go to young yeah, I completely, I completely way. agree because then at least when you're, you know, wearing diapers, it's cute. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all wearing diapers now eventually at this point, so <laughs> right. it's going to come full circle, which is another reason I'm seeing my psychiatrist on Friday. Well, Dan, it's been wonderful to have you on and very fun. Please keep coming back uh, for all your books, if you would. Um, I would love to. Even Thank if you, you end up doing the Star Wars uh, uh, Death Star version of the hand uh please go back <laughs> thank hand. you i'd love to come back i always like talking with you i can see this little hand like what was that one show the monsters or the adams family right with the hand with the thing the right. hand and right. so like it just has its own show they're probably gonna do that with the adams family uh so uh nan give us your dot com so people can find you on the interwebs sure nanfisherauthor.com there you go. Uh, and thanks to Mountains for tuning in. Uh, go to goodreads.com, Fortress YouTube.com, Fortress LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, uh, uh, TikTok, Chris Foss One. Order the book wherever fine books are sold, uh, August 15, 2023. It's out. The Book of Silver Linings by Nan Fisher. And uh, buy like five or 10 copies. You know, this sounds like a great book you can give away uh, for Christmas. You know, so that's what you got to start thinking about people always buy early that way you have the christmas gifts ready and then you know what's good about books that i love about books you can always you buy a bunch of them and then uh if somebody who you weren't getting a gift for gives you one of those surprise gifts you're like ah crap now i gotta give them a gift you've got one in the back room and you just go oh hey i was thinking of you when i bought this and uh, then you give it to them so that there is you go. fantastic fantastic yeah. idea there you go that's that's a lot of that going on right now i'm pitching christmas books uh <laughs> so uh buy buy extra give them away and have people enjoy them give them away to your book club do people do book clubs anymore I know they, do. they do and i zoom with book clubs all the time so oh, if people want to you know do any of my books for their book club i am always happy to zoom in and chat there you go we should start a chris voss show book club yes for sure and patreon and and stuff we thought about that once so we we're gonna have like uh you know how some shows like 60 minutes will do an after 60 minute show yes. bill maher will do an after show <clears throat> we thought about doing that on patreon where we kind of have like a we chop it up with the the guests maybe after the show in the green room and and uh and then you know kind of give them a little bonus thing that's but, a great uh, idea because there's so many secrets to writing a book and there's secrets about the publishing industry. Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of things that when I do book club um, that people want to know about. They want to no, really? know about the publishing industry. They want to know about how you found your agent. And they also want to know about the inspirations behind your story and mm -hmm. about you as an author and what part of you is in the story and why it was important to tell. And we get in these incredibly detailed discussions um, with a lot of people sharing and it's, it's it's one of the most fun things I do. There you go. One of the things we were talking about doing too is giving away signed copies of uh, authors' books if we can get them to send us a thing or two. So I'll see if I can build that out and yeah, make send, it a plan. send me the address and I'll send you a signed copy. Sure. Then we'll just give it away to yeah. one lucky winner and some. So, For all sure. right, sounds good. Then thanks, Ronitz, for tuning in. Go to 
uh, we already did the bits. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time. It's turning into a whole other.